Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome in to another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. The new year is here. It's 2023 and the Blackhawks are still the same old trash heap we talked about all of last year. But everyone's back to talk about it again. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager. You can uh, find me on Twitter at DML57. I feel like I went off the rails already, but that that's how things kind of go around these parts. Because uh, the Blackhawks have lost something like 20 out of 22 in the last like two or three months, like I, I barely even remember what it's like to watch them win a game. So it's just, it's been a, it's, it's been a, it's been a thing here. Uh, but I've got all my line mates with me this evening to help uh, kind of sort through all of this things that are going on lately. Uh, so up first, the analog styling of second city hockey, you can find on Twitter at your witness. It's Shepard price. Uh, the Blackhawks are, are too bad as Linus Olmark, who is going to win the Vesna this year is too good. Uh, cause apparently I, I just found out his record this year is 20. I think if he played today, 22 and one, and that, uh, that doesn't seem possible, but it is when you're Linus old Mark and you're playing behind the Boston Bruins defense. Apparently. Okay. I, I, cause I, you said Linus all Mark. I'm like, I know that's a goalie. And I legitimately could not figure out what team he plays for because I thought Jeremy Swayzen was the goalie in Boston, Swayman. but he's the best. Swayman was supposed to be the Swayman, future, the goaltender sorry. of the future for the for the Bruins, and then Linus Olmark is going to win the Vezina. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like like he's certainly playing well, but uh, to your point about uh, the team in front of him also playing extremely well. So, and that's with injuries because Car- Charlie McAvoy missed what the first fifteen games of the season. That's their number one guy. Yeah. Yeah, good. I, Boston, like, I didn't even watch the Winter Classic today, but I know Boston hasn't, like, I still don't think they've lost a regulation game at home yet this season, if I remember correctly. No, I believe that. I believe I believe they did lose in a shootout. Oh, but so they still haven't lost in regulation. They're doing, like, the Blackhawk streak from 2013, but just at home. Yeah. Like, they are so far, like, the they are miles, well... I think Carolina is kind of within striking distance, but they've pulled so far ahead of the rest of the NHL. Like if they don't get the president's trophy, it'll be a pretty big uh, choke job on their part. But Shay, I, I can't believe we didn't even get to the most important part. Uh, your lions are just unlionsing all over the place. What's going on here? I don't, I don't, I don't want to jinx us. Uh, <laughs> Cause we, we have two teams slightly ahead of us. It, 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 we have, we have to beat the Packers. That's what yeah. I'll, that's all I'll say. We have and to beat it, the Packers. And Sunday night prime time. Is it in Detroit or in Green Bay? It's in Green Bay. Oh yeah, sorry about you. Which stresses uh, me out. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, that's understandable. But uh, the, well, uh, it, uh, Aaron, Aaron is old now, and hopefully just worn out, and they can get past uh, him. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, all I've got to hope for is that Justin Fields is still alive after Week 18. So, so he looks good yeah. against us. Yeah, he, he had his moments, and then and then uh, the complete lack of talent around him became very obvious very quickly after that opening drive. So, uh, but let's let's uh, let's move along to bringing the rest of the crew who's been waiting patiently while we talk about all these other things. Uh, up first or up second, I guess at this point. But he is the second city hockey. What Dave Monks is to the Tokyo Police Club. You can find him on Twitter at Mill One Eighty Two. It's Mill Savage. Yeah, it was a great sports weekend uh, for me personally. Uh, Pitt beat UNC in basketball. Pitt won a bowl game right after that same day. We had the Kenny Pickett comeback drive against the Ravens. So 
Talking about Chicago is going to be kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, well, life's about balance, Mill. You gotta you gotta strike the medium somewhere. Uh, I've got the Bears that are bad, and the Blackhawks that are bad, and the White Sox that are bad. Well, um, well, the White Sox could be good though. At least no, they, no, just... no. I'm I'm not I'm not getting my hopes up like that again. I can't. I just but, but I'm, the, I'm just but the gonna. Are, they're bad because of they're stepping on their own toes. I I know, but I I don't care why they're bad. They just are bad, and it makes me sad. And now I'm rhyming about it. So let's just fair enough. <laughs> well, I I just uh, I'm glad I had some sports joy early in the calendar year because uh, I also wrote about the last Hawks game, which I know we'll get into, and it was fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, can confirm. Uh, uh, which actually that's that's the only sports show I had last week was uh, the third episode of the new letter Kenny season. I don't know if any of the three of you have seen it yet. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, you need to watch it and just watch the first five minutes. You'll understand why it's great. Um, but let's bring in our last uh, line mate for the evening. Uh, she might be playing with a mild upper body injury this week, but she is here. Uh, she's not on Twitter, but she's at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR, where she is the second city hockey bull and wall of text. It's Betsy. I was just thinking about when you guys were going over sport, other sports, hockey was the closest <laughs> I get to watching other sports regularly is one when I pass my mom in the den when she's yelling at the TV because UGA isn't like, I know they won by like a point finally, but yes, go yeah. dogs. <laughs> and then watching sports anime. So <laughs> like, that's as close as I get. I, wait, okay. I like, I wanted to ask about, the Georgia, t- uh, the Georgia thing, but sports anime. I I need to hear more now. Hang on. There's, I don't. It's anime that revolves <laughs> around. Just, is it just like they just incorporate sports into the anime? Like no, I know no, it's an an, it's anime completely about it. Like uh, Karuko no basketball. Like it's all about this guy that plays basketball. And then there's haiku, which is probably the most famous one, which is all about volleyball. I didn't, um, I didn't know that one of the best. They, I didn't know that there was an overlap between these two um, worlds. But yeah, I know haiku. Yeah, haiku's like everybody really should. It's like one of the biggest animes um, and manga series to come out of Japan in recent years. But um, there's a new one about soccer um, that's really hype. Um, I haven't. It's on my list. It's got blue in its name. Um, but so yeah, there's a bunch. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I learned something new today. Uh, I know when I'm like not in the mood to watch <laughs> Demon Slayer or. Something like that. I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna watch the happy volleyball kids. Now. Yeah. Is that, is that what is that your coping mechanism after you have to watch a Blackhawks game? I'm, well, I would watch it at the same time if I didn't have to read the screen too. I can't watch hockey and read subtitles at the same time. And pay oh attention. yeah, that's, that's a little too much multitasking. Um. So. Yeah. No. Uh, that's fair. I just uh, any. I, I've had dual screens set up in the living room for the fall and carried through the winter now. And just there's like, usually when the Blackhawks are on, like that's the only game on, I, I don't even bother with the other screen, but I can tell you for the last, last few months after that first two weeks that were kind of fun. And then once the, everything started heading South, like if the Hawks game is on, there's probably a second NHL game that is also on at the same time that I'm watching because I, I just, uh, the Hawks game just doesn't do much for me anymore because it kind of feels inevitable what's going to happen. And that is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about at the start of this here edition of Musings on Madison because, like, the Blackhawks are losing and it's part of the plan. So you can't get too upset about the, all the losses because, again, like, that's what they're supposed to be doing. But, I mean, they've lost 20 out of 22. It's it's just it's it's a special kind of miserable right now. Um, but I, I think the 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 last two defeats in particular for me were start there's there's a few red flags that are starting to go off for me because they played Columbus on Saturday, uh New Year's Eve afternoon game, and just got worked by a Columbus team that is the thirty-first overall team in the NHL. I think in the second period, Columbus had like an eighty-six percent expected goal share, something stupid like that. And then on Sunday, the the Hawks come back home, play the San Jose Sharks, who played, I think, in Dallas the night before. So they had to travel late. So the Hawks like were able to get back home at a reasonable time on Saturday. So it seemed to be shaping up for the Hawks to have some sort of advantage by the schedule. And then the Hawks get a two goal lead and then give up five in a row. And then you go back and look at all the possession stats and they got outplayed incredibly 
thoroughly once again. And San Jose sucks as well. They're like 26th or 27th in the league. So two of the shittier teams in the NHL just played the Hawks and beat them. Not not only just like one, but kind of kicked their asses in each game. And this is a combined score of like 10 to three. The aggregate of the last two games was nine to three. So yeah, very just about there. Shay. I mean, I'm sure there might've been another goal. They just forgot to count or whatever. But uh, when all this keeps happening, like again, if they lose the good teams, that's one thing. But when you lose the shitty teams and get your ass kicked, my glaze starts glaze glance is the word i'm trying to say jesus christ <laughs> <My voice. laughs> i'm sorry i was doing ceramics earlier uh no there's that's just wow um anyway uh the whole thing i was trying to say is that my my eyes go towards the back of the bench and i look at luke richardson and i'm asking what exactly is it you would say you do here um so shay can you can you explain this for me because that's that's where i'm i'm starting to, to get some red flags on the the man behind the blackhawks bench yeah I think I was questioning him earlier this season. I think I just, I think the point of the season, right. Is to develop youth. Right. Um, well, whatever what, you, what you got, what <laughs> there ain't much. What you, there's, there's a few, there's Ian Mitchell. There's uh, Isaac Phillips. There's Phil Kershev. Our boy, Phil. Uh, who would you say of those three has gotten better? Well, and even, I mean, I, okay. Given, given that Ian Mitchell has, has had very little experience under uh, Luke Richardson, which says something about that situation itself, but mm-hmm. Philip Phillips. Okay. Against Carolina last week. Um, horrible, horrible game. One of the worst games from, from a Blackhawks player this year. That's not good. That's, that's a defenseman who is just tearing up the AHL who uh, should be a goal. should likely be a defenseman of the future probably maybe bottom three, but in the lineup every night kind of guy mm-hmm. and one of the worst games. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, <laughs> if he can't compete with the teams that he should be able to at least compete with, if not beat, then what's like, you have to get somebody who's better with the, with the young guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing that. Yeah. I, like, I don't want to make it sound like we're already like, Oh, we got to fire Luke Richardson. Like, it's not that, but it's just like, this is an evaluation of the players as much as an evaluation of the coach, because we're trying to figure out who or what is going to be around when this team is allegedly going to be good again. And I, I think that the question I like, the thing that comes up for me with Luke Richardson, I'm going to swing this around to Betsy is I don't feel like there's a single player that's taken a step forward this season. And that bothers me that that is not happening. Is there a similar thoughts or uh, emotion running through your head, Betsy? Yeah. And I actually think some players have taken steps back. Um, yeah. And that's, that's an even more alarming thing because so I'll say the only player that I think has had a better year over year was, uh, has been Jake McCabe. And that's mostly because his season last year was trash. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like I think last year it, was the outlier for him and this is more of a return to his normal. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he's just healing from like, he had a bad knee. Yeah. Know, sometimes knee surgery stuff doesn't, you're, you're not as good as you were the year. Like it takes more than a year to recover from that. Mm-hmm. So I think that it has nothing to do with the coaching, but uh, at the beginning of the season, we were all kind of excited because there was this roster that's really not well, it's, it's constructed to lose um but it what they weren't but it wasn't that they weren't winning like luckily they were winning in a way that you could go okay i can understand they're not going to be good but they can they can you know get get as much as they can out of these players and then slowly that just trickled away perfect example of that is like jack johnson who (laughs) weirdly was doing pretty well at the beginning and then of course he just turned into a pumpkin which is what jack johnson normally is um and it's <laughs> one of those frustrating things, but he's not the only one. I think no. Connor Murphy has been having a bad season. Um, I'm not sure if it's just because he's often paired with Tenorti. Um, I think that Seth Jones is having a terrible season, which is sad because he was having a great one last year and he was just pretty much doing whatever he wanted. Um, Patrick Kane can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I do think he'll probably take off regardless, just not as much as he did last year because he doesn't have Kane started taking off last year when Strom finally got reunited with DeBrinket yeah. and Kane, and then that line just blew up. There's and, nobody that yeah, Kane, those those guys are gone now. Yeah, and there's nobody that Kane connects with on the team 
anywhere near either one of those two. And the only one he kind of does it with is Domi. And even that's hit or miss. So, but defensively, they've, they've gotten worse over the year. And it's kind of sad that they've actually been statistically worse than Colleton's teams were. Yeah, and like the, the defense core is not that different from the one last season. Like it's, it's most, it's mostly, it's most of the same players. So like, Obviously, like you trade away Debrinkin and Strom and Kubalik, or or those guys all depart, and your offense is going to be lacking, and it is, and that like that I can I'll tolerate that, but the lack of like I it, to your point, Betsy, it feels like the defense has taken a step back with mostly the same characters from last yeah, season, and even just not even just the defense, the actual like forwards they have defensively sound forwards previously because Lafferty, Dickinson, Kara, um, all of them have been good defensive players Taves even Kershev mm-hmm. last like I mean that was one of the one things that we were like yeah he's good defensively can he actually do anything else or is he just going to be a bottom line forward you have like these guys that do traditionally know how to play defense and yet they can't like what's happening um I don't need them to out possess their team because I don't think any of those guys are possession drivers but mm-hmm you at least need to be able to disrupt in the defensive zone enough to like mess up the other team from getting so much. And they just can't, they were doing yeah. like, again, at the beginning of the year, they were doing a good job of shots to prep quality shot suppression. And that was helping out their goalies. And then that just like slowly stopped happening. Yeah. So, and the PK is the other one. Their PK oh yeah. Well, yeah. I forgot the penalty kills, but it yeah. keeps getting so, progressive. Yeah. I just, the trend for me is as the season has progressed, they've gotten worse everybody in the most of the players and as a team. So yeah. And and that's, and that's just, there's, I know it's a, you know, they're, they're just trying to get the number one pick and all those things, but uh, to swing this over in the middle, like, like it, it just, it it feels just like it, it was going to be bad, but somehow it seems like it's even worse than we expected. Yeah. I, I think it's important to remember no matter how clearly it is that they're trying to take that, these are competitive athletes and no competitive athlete at any level wants to lose games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I remember, you know, me playing several different sports in school at not a professional level, even if we were <laughs> supposed to get killed, uh, locker room would be in fumes after a loss. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Those Especially dodgeball you, games got heated, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I remember being uh, on basketball teams where we'd blow leads and, and it was a mess, uh, football team, stuff like that. And I look at it from the perspective of there's two ways to go about having a, a untalented team. It's either a, you try to win with what you got and that's kind of what the Hawks are doing. And it's not good. Or B, you try to develop players by assessing their talent, getting back to fundamentals. And, you know, you can let a cane or a Taves off the leash because they are superior athletes compared to what they have there for the most part, or maybe a Seth Jones in the right situation, but they're not, you know, Luke Richardson and, and his whole staff, they have plenty of other coaches. They're clearly not saying, hey, like, let's play really fundamental. And if we're going to get beat, it's because we're getting beat the right way. It's kind of like put a shot on. Oh, fuck it. It didn't go in. All right. Kind of get back. Like they, they look just like a bad team, like this horrible. <laughs> like it's hard to explain from a but I'm trying to look at it from a competitor standpoint. Yeah. Well, it's just like there's. I. It just, it just seems like it's worse than expected, and it's not like they're the worst team in the NHL, which, again, not the most surprising thing in the world. It's just like they're not even like competing anymore, like it seems like not that they're not trying, but like the end product. There's so many of these games where they're not even close, like the Rangers well, beat them seven to one a few weeks ago, and the Rangers are above average, but they're not running away with a division or anything. Well, let me throw this out there too, and I, I'm sure all three of you would have seen the same thing that I, I tweeted during the first period. I said, "Wow, Hawks are lucky to not be down five nothing after the first, <laughs> yeah. and then they they went up two and gave up five because that's how you could see, and not to be eye test or whatever, but you because it's in the charts, it's clear as day too. But you could see how poorly they're playing. Yeah, and it's just there's no like. It just seems like something else goes wrong every game too. You know, like I, I like one night it'll just be like, 
uh, a blown coverage. And then the next game, it'll be bad giveaways. And then that'll be like failed. Their power play the sucks. The power play. Or then like the, I think they uh, gave up a few shorties in the game recently. Like there's just, there's always a new way to lose. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, oh, I, 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 I keep, I, I, what'd you say? I chuckled because there was a graphic last night. Cause I know he missed time, but it was like Sam Lafferty, fourth goal of the season, third against Sharks. <laughs> yeah, the other two were shorthanded goals in the same period, and the last time they actually beat San Jose. So it's just two sorry ass teams. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, but San Jose won that game decisively. Like that's but San that's Jose the thing has a killing. lot more talent though, not like to compete well, with the right. good teams, but they have more talent than the Hawks. Like Eric Carlson's playing out of his ass. Yeah, like I don't know what what fountain of youth he found, but I'd like to know where it is. But um. And then like, um, who hook, hook caves and cane up to it as as an IV. <laughs> yes. But like I I look at the Sharks roster, like that team doesn't look all that good to me. Especially when they're giving up to on Timo Meyer and probably Thomas Hurdle. Yeah. Well it, well, I, I mean I didn't say that they're good. I just said they're more talented than the Hawks. That's not a high bar. I think yeah. systematically they're playing better too. That's true. Yeah. They're just, statistically better too. Yeah. But that's it, not hard because I think the Hawks are bottom of everything pretty much except yeah like except uh, face-offs except face oh, no. yeah. hey they're winning those goddamn face-offs which just I to sh- give them away if you if you didn't need any more proof that face yeah. face-offs do not translate to possession whew, you got um, the hawks at the top of face-offs and at the very very bottom i think they're at 40 percent well, it matters like when you're in the Stanley Cup final and Andrew Shaw has to win a defensive zone. They're situationally important, like yeah. Are. yeah Not when exactly. you've lost twenty in a row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I just it, like I, I think I'm going to do this in an article later in the week, but just try and find like just compare like last season's Hawks to this season's Hawks, and I feel like it's going to be a statistical regression in every single way, and and even like going to like individual players, uh, more. Uh, possession stats and all that. Like it just, it feels like somebody should have taken this. Like if, if Luke Richardson was a, as good of a coach as we hoped he would be like some guys would take steps forward. There would be some positive signs you could point to. I don't have any about this team right now. It just feels like, because like it, like when a year or two, as we're evaluating this down the road, it's like, just point back to that roster and everything and everything that that team accomplished and say, get every single player who was on that team off this roster, because we don't need them anymore. Cause that team was so bad. Just burn the whole thing down. And that's kind of what they're going to do. But there's, there's still like a few pieces like the Phillips and the Mitchells and the Kurashevs that like, and Taylor Radish is another one that like somebody could have taken a step forward and given us something to hope for. And uh, I think eventually the collective failure across the board uh, starts to point back to the, the people behind the bench for me. And that's, uh, it's just, uh, I just, I, again, I don't want to make it sound like we're uh, calling for him to be fired in his first season as a head coach ever, but uh, just hang that up as a very bright can red I, flag. Can for I ask me. one question? Sure. How much do you think King has any input really? Cause like, what what's his role? What's his job? What is a good it? question? Yeah, because he's still <laughs> behind the bench, and I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I know it was kind of like a reward for like morale from last year more than anything. He's, he's good in the room. Yeah, which heard that be, before. Which yeah. would be fine if if the like, room was any good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, fucking giving yeah. the speech from the bathroom stall. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's one, like with the way, like when Derek King got promoted last year to head coach, like because of how miserable everything was at the time, uh, it was like, I, I understand why they did what they did. And even if the Hawks sucked the rest of the season, who cares? It was a throwaway season. Uh, they, they were done by Christmas, if not Thanksgiving. So whatever. Um, can I ask something too, though? Yeah. This fucking, uh, general manager, uh, Dubas, whatever, junior, this is what he <laughs> wants, right? Well, I, I, no. I, it just, this, this is, this is the part that, uh, the gray area for me of like, yes, they want to be bad. Yes. They want to, um, get Connor Bernard, whatever, but it's so bad. Like it, it's bad to a degree that makes you worry that 
if they get Connor Bedard next season, they're going to drag Connor Bedard down with them instead of Bedard being bringing them up. I guess it, it, it has me worried about the future because the present is so bad. I'll say it'd be interesting to like ask fans from some of the other like bad teams in the league, how they feel about like if their teams are even like, if it's so bad, you can't watch them. Um, Cause I have some friends that are flyers fans and they're miserable. Yes. Uh, but I have some fans that are like friends that like the Habs and they're not as miserable. And I think the main difference is that it's kids playing on that team versus like, they have kids they can look to and they like. Um, but I don't have as many. I don't have anybody like I don't know anybody who likes Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Um, uh, or, well, the, well, that's <laughs> I think that's it. like that's what next season could be like if they get, you know, they get Bedard and they bring up Korchinski and a few other guys. Yeah. Luke, Lucas Reichel, like they might suck again next year. Uh, but at least like, you know, if Bedard gets 100 points and Reichel gets 50 or 60. Korchinski gets like 60 or 70 and is in the Calder Trophy running. Like if those things happen, you at least you have something to hang your hat on as optimism for the future. What reason do you have for optimism about anything related to the team right now? And that's, and that's where my concern with the coaches. I want to throw one other thing out. This is just food for thought. It doesn't mean anything. We enjoy food here. Bet. Yes. Uh, Back in 2007, eight, when Taves and Kane first arrived on the team, that was like the first time anybody was really optimistic and the, the, the news was like even talking about it and whatever. But there were guys there like Keith. People were high on Seabrook. Keith had a really fucking shitty year his second year before mm-hmm. they came. Uh, we all thought he sucked after that year. And it's kind of hard to judge like some of those pieces until you get your star and then a coach comes in who knows what he's doing. So I don't want to say everybody sucks going forward (laughs) they might but like it's hard to tell because of how horrible they are as a unit yeah i that's i it's and i think that kind of feeds into like my general like how do you evaluate anybody on this team when everything's so bad and to your point mill like if you go back to keith and seabrook like i believe their first season would have been oh five oh six right post lockdown yeah so, do you know what happened in the middle of that season? Um, they, fucking well, well, no, uh, no. Adrian Acoin got hurt, and no, uh, no. I was goddamn right. Red so, Wings oh, guy wore the captaincy. Okay, yes, but oh <laughs> five oh six was Trent Yanni as the head coach, and they were right. miserable. He got fired the Savard. next season, and they brought in Dennis Savard. So, and then so that's to, yeah. So, uh, I'm not saying Luke Richards is going to be fired next season, but like, if you go back to precedent, like Trent things can Yanni. be. So, Things can be so bad even when you're not supposed to be good that okay, like, but the coach can get also, blamed for it. Duncan Keith looked suitable under Trent Yanni, and then Savard <laughs> came in, and he let him play fucking forward, basically. Do you remember well, that? He would be, like, pinching no. in, and we're like, No, I, no I don't, Mill. I, fr- I tried to black that out because I'm going through it all over again. I was there, Dave. <laughs> I think I- <laughs> It's burned into my eyeballs. <laughs> I, I was away in school, so I missed some of it. I'm sorry, you guys. This is why I'm so fucked up. It's from watching horrible teams. Well, it's, I got bad news for you, Mill. Uh, <laughs> you got about three more months with this side, so. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna now that we're all depressed again. Welcome to 2023. Um, now that we're all, all bummed, uh, we're gonna take a time out. We're gonna regroup, kind of get our our. Uh, our collective breath back together, uh, talk about a few other things and then we're going to get the fuck out of here because, um, we, we all wanted to start the new year on a good note, but we're not doing it by talking about this team for too much longer, but, uh, come on back on the other side of this break and hopefully we're in a better mood on the other side. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... 
It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snacket. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome back to Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, got a few other things to talk about before we get out of here this evening. And uh, one of them came down, I believe it was over the weekend, uh, it's on New Year's Eve, so that was Saturday night. Uh, this article, I'm looking at it, it's from Sportsnet. It references uh, the 32 thoughts from Hockey Night in Canada. Jeff Merrick, a one of the reporters for Sportsnet, indicated that Max Domi is interested in extending his stay with the Blackhawks. Oh, thank God. Okay, I thought it was the Blackhawks now, now, were, look, were interested in extending their, yeah, their time with Max Because this, this is I, – I want to make sure – the, the, Merrick added that there are ongoing discussions between Davidson and his agents about the next steps. More talks are expected in the coming weeks. So I initially saw this and was, and this is, see, this is where like some of the, the way things get reported in sports, I don't like because they get some, um, there's too much gray area with the wording, the word, like Max Domi said from the get go, like he, he really likes Luke Richardson and I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. However, it is the job of the Blackhawks general manager to say, you are not in our long-term plans. Sorry. Where do you want to get traded to? Right? Yes. Because <laughs> like, yes. I, so I don't, I, I'll, uh, I don't think this article initially is saying that like the Blackhawks are interested in keeping Max Domi around, but um, I think we're all in agreement. And Shay, I'll swing it over to you first just to make sure. But uh no, right? This should this should not no. happen. <laughs> no, they should not keep Max Domi around. That is not a talent that is being developed. That is not a youth that is important to the future. That is somebody who is barely a member of this current team who doesn't have any trade protection and needs to be gone by February. I mean, maybe March. March is the deadline, so we'll, we'll give them, no, we'll March give them until March. But March. whatever. I, your, your point stands. Uh, yeah, I just I, – I initially saw this like – Somebody, I just want to double down on what Trey said, and I'd say I'd prefer he'd be gone in January. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, 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 Max Selby's okay as a hockey player. He's just he, he's a, he's an he's an annoying little piece of shit, is what he is. And like, I think he would take that as a compliment because he, I believe he <laughs> thrives on that pest role. But it's just, it's not like, I, I don't, I, I find. Pe- prototypes of uh, the Max Domi mold to be really annoying. I don't know what the difference is between him and Andrew Shaw. I didn't mind Andrew Shaw as much. And maybe just because the Blackhawks suck right now. I didn't mind Andrew Shaw as much, but Max Domi just drives me up a wall. Every time I see, he's just, uh just annoying. It's because the Blackhawks were successful and Andrew Shaw. Well, yeah. It's also because Andrew Shaw, when he like, he went hard and a lot of his like, he can't, you know, his nickname was the mutt for a reason. He was kind of like a little dog that yipped a lot and could occasionally back his bark up. And that's kind of endearing. Max Domi sometimes looks like he wants to hurt people and he makes really stupid, like not the understall didn't make stupid thing like mistakes too, but like for some reason Domi does it at like the worst possible moments. Like you're just like, why are you doing it right then, sir? Well, he and- did it. He did it the other night against the Sharks where yeah. he took a penalty on Carlson. I forget what he did, but then he like walked over and whacked Carlson to the back of the leg and cross-checked him into the wall. And like, like it, he was clearly trying to goad Carlson into taking yeah. a matching penalty. I'm like, I thought for a second he was going to get a double miter. And so. you had, you, you had people like you, cause there's like um, the different levels. You have uh, Dave Boland, who was the perfect ah. Yes. So, Same so good. Perfect. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> At getting under player skins without getting very many penalties, playing hard without ever crossing the line, really, um, and all kinds of stuff like that. And then you had Andrew Shaw, who was like too much energy um, sometimes in what he did, and it would occasionally come out in like, you know, fits almost. Max Domi kind of goes out of his way 
to be mean. And it's not the same way. You don't have like a Brian Bickle going, you know, when Andrew Shaw is trying to take on Chara or somebody going, hey, you want me to get you a stepladder so you can go <laughs> up? But you know that it's not. I guess, you know, I guess. The way the way you're wording it, I think this is the uh, best way I could describe it is there was like a finesse to the shithousery from yes. Andrew Shaw, and there is no such finesse to the shithousery from Max Domi. Well, it's just he's you're you're just an asshole. I, guess. I think like I think like Shaw, he did some stupid shit, but like when the play was done, it was done. Whereas like kind of like what Betsy said, like uh, Max Domi is. Uh, he's not a bully. He's just kind of a prick. Like, <laughs> and he, like and it, go he ahead. thinks he has big balls, and it's like, dude, you're just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like, I, nobody cares. He's the I, type of player that Marion Hosa would smile at and then go, go away. You know, like and the then little score four goals. On. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I didn't really like Max Domi much, stemming from his uh when he jumped Connor Murphy last or two seasons ago, and and like when the Hawks got him, it was just fine, whatever. His, you know, his his dad was a popular I, goon in the nineties. I bet you he has some kind of psychological thing where he has to like like live up to pleasing his dad. But his dad would have been kicked out of the league these days. Oh yeah. You know what? I also I wonder, and this is maybe a shortcoming of Richardson in a way too, because under Q Shaw got better because Q wouldn't put up with that shit. You never heard Q say something like when like Shaw got benched. The only times he got benched, because he did get more rope than maybe he probably should have in the beginning. Um, he was one of the few, like, really young guys that would make mistakes, and Q was like, okay, I'm going to let them go back out there. But um, he would occasionally bench whenever Shaw did something really stupid. Shaw, you know, he was benched. Max Domi does something stupid, and he gets sent right back out there. And I don't know if it's because there's just not a lot of talented players or if that's Richards Richardson being, like, inexplicably like, yeah, that's okay. And you're like, but it's not, sir. Please stop. Yeah, and I also think they're trying to, like, I think the goal was to trade him, which I agree with you, Betsy. Like, he should not, he should have to uh, sit when he does dumb shit. But I bet you they were like, hey, make sure this guy gets as much time and action as possible. Yeah, we got we got to we got to fluff up those numbers so we can uh, get the best return for him. Yeah, they never wanted to get rid of Andrew Shaw. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess I, 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 Saw that headline on New Year's Eve and immediately was like ready to rage. But I guess now that I took a better look at it, I guess there I, I should probably go back and watch the actual video of of the a segment from Hockey Night in Canada. But it just seems like Max Domi is expressing interest in wanting to stay with the Hawks, which fine he can do that. But uh, as long as there's no, as long as the Hawks don't acquiesce to those, I mean, there's there's no there's no point in him being around. I think the worst case scenario is that. They think they're going to like caning caves are going to be gone. And then like who else, what other veterans exist on the team? So there might be a possibility that they're thinking, well, if they can get him on a short term deal, he can be one of the few vets that they keep from this season for any kids that they bring up next year, which is a terrible, uh, yeah. terrible idea. Man, Don't get me wrong, but I can understand that's the only reasoning I can think of that they'd want to keep him. Yeah. Here, um, here's a thought. Then, if Kane and the tapes both go, Seth Jones is probably your captain. No. The rest of this season, it's three A's for sure. Uh, next season, yeah, it might be Seth Jones. Although, um, I mean, do they have to wait a season before they put the C on Connor Bedard? Because yes. if they if they get him or they get Adam Fantilli, like it's like no. one se- one season. How long yeah. did it take them to do Connor McDavid? One season. Yeah. yeah, well, it was one season with Taves too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so. I know. Taves. Yeah, they all alternated A's that first year. He wore it in December. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he and was at the time of it. Taves, he was the youngest, and then had well, Crosby younger since then. But oh yes, I, I, I think Crosby. But he also waited because uh, when he came, Lemieux was still on the team. Yeah, so. <laughs> which is wild to think about. Yeah, Jesus. All right. Well. um, I was trying to think if there's any other Blackhawks related stuff we needed to get. I just to. like how we're hell bent on being sure that we're getting Bedard. Well, it's just that's Mill. That's the only optimism I can give myself right now. Is that yeah? The only the only optimism, optimism, the only oh the only real optimism it. is the Blackhawks are at this point are, are currently guaranteed a uh, top three pick. No, no, I'm not pointing this finger at the panel though. Like I got a notification about whatever he did today. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to write about him next year. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Sure beats whatever the fuck we're writing about now. It's just, I think, I mean, it's just, it, it would be something. And that it, I wonder, I'm trying to think of the last time I was genuinely excited about the way the Blackhawks were like the, the Blackhawks big picture. And Ugh. it's, it's a struggle. Like at least like, um, you know, like the, the COVID shortened season. So the 2021 season, like I couldn't say I was excited about that season. Cause that was the, the year that they were going to play the kids and, and how much they actually did is up for debate still. But um, I, even that season, like I, I, I didn't, I wasn't really optimistic that about how good the kids were going to be, I guess. So it's, it's, it's been a while. And at least like getting kind of Bedard would be a sign that something went right, I guess would be the best way to put it. So um well and i guess while we're on the subject of Connor bedard we can briefly touch on the world juniors that started day after christmas i think so they're about just into their second week now the group stage is all done they're into the knockout stages Connor bedard is just scoring 11 bajillion points um and i think uh, and any arguments about adam fantilli potentially usurping him as the number one pick are gone like I, I, I don't even know if they existed, but no, I don't and think, I think any... Fantilli's, Fantilli's got to worry about Carlson. Like there are people that are thinking maybe this tournament will change whether or not Carlson will jump to two. Well, I, and I know you'd mentioned you'd wanted to uh, wax poetic about Leo Carlson, Betsy. So go right ahead. Just, he's looked great. He He missed one game for, I think, sickness. And then, Otherwise has looked amazing. He had a great performance against Finland today. When he wants to take over a game, he just can turn it on and take it over. Um, he's a kind of power forward-ish uh, type of player. He's I don't think he's like that big right now. If I don't, I don't think any of the top guys are really very large because Connor Bedard's pretty small. Um, Carlson's the biggest of them. I want to say. Um, I know he's the tallest. But I don't know how heavy he is, but he plays like it. He pushes to the net really hard, which I know like Blackhawks fans would like. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they yes, they would. And I know that we're it's kind of like a Bedard or bust situation for the Blackhawks because they traded. I mean, Alex Debrinkit being traded, at least a large part of it was to get high draft picks, but the other part of it was to be so bad that they could land Bedard. So if they don't, you've given up Alex Debrinkit for not a guaranteed player, which Bedard is going to be. But at least, the very least, probably Carlson's going to be in the top three and Fintilli's going to be there. And those two guys are going to be really good. And I think the Blackhawks would be happy with either one of them. Um, Carlson's probably more of a, like, <clears throat> if you wanted to compare, like a Landeskog to a McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, be- like, a, he's performing better than Landeskog did leading up to his season. And possibly in any other draft, he would be, like, a top guy, but they're just the top four in this draft are so good. Obviously it's Bedard. And then the next three are so good that they could be at the top. They could have been the number one in any other, like most other drafts. So yeah, whatever. I, I watched that Finland game and was just like, well, <laughs> I wouldn't mind him in the Blackhawks jersey if it was any other draft and Bedard wasn't the main goal. Yeah, I uh, everything about Leo Carlson is moving up, and and I again I I think I've said this before on these airwaves that uh, it's not fair to him, but with Mishkov being a Russian player and all the things going on in the world with uh, Russia right now, like I just I sh- I I'd be terrified at the thought of having a Russian player be like the, the Blackhawks franchise not, hinge on that. He's playing in the lower. He can't. He couldn't tap in to be in the KHL. Yeah, which is what? another knock against him. So. Yeah. Okay, so so maybe Carlson's at least number three, and like his numbers won't be the most impressive because he's playing in the SHL against full-grown adult men. He's only got fourteen points in twenty-five games. He's in the World Juniors. He's got four points in five games. Um, so not the best sample size, but you get the point. Um, like Connor Bedard's lighting up the juniors, and he's playing against other teenagers for the most part. So it's uh like it's just uh it's a different world that they're playing in. But yeah, everything. Everything about Leo Carlson's stock is shooting up, and Fantilli's stock is also like not going down by any means. He's destroying the NCAA this season. Um, so those three players, I, I I would not be. There would be certainly some level of disappointment if they don't get number one. Um, I think I could live with two or three, 
I mean, it might be like the 2004 draft where one was Ovechkin and two was Evgeny Malkin. Uh, nothing wrong with Evgeny Malkin by any means. He certainly lives up to the billing as a number two pick, although he's not the best goal scorer in NHL history. So it's like just maybe a smidge below. And I guess that that might give you a good idea of the difference between Bedard and the rest of the group. True. But to add to that, um, and I don't disagree with anything you just said, uh, love Ovechkin. But if you're a Penguins fan, you'd probably take the three cups over the goal scoring title in one cup. Well, of course, but like, you know, like Pittsburgh had like the best run of draft picks ever. Like in the early two thousands, they got, Crosby, Fleury, and Malkin, and then like Stahl uh, was a throwaway, and they got I think Latang was a late first rounder. So, yeah, Stahl was still like uh, okay. He yeah, just, he wasn't bad. Up. He just, he was the third center because he was playing behind Crosby and Malkin. Which if is they would have got Jonathan Taves as their third center, though, they might have won. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> I don't thank you, St. Louis. It. Thank you, St. Louis. All right. Well, I, I think that's that's enough hockey talk for one conversation, because, again, Thank we God. don't want to depress ourselves any further. So uh, we got to reclaim our mantle as the best food themed hockey podcast on the Internet because we were gone for a week. And we have a food take that uh, was flying. It was flying around the Internet a few weeks ago. It was from former Chicago Bears offensive lineman Kyle Long. I have no idea if he came up with this or if someone else did. So I don't know how to properly credit it. I apologize. But his tweet was. Uh, if you could have a small version of any restaurant in your house, what would it be? And Shay, I'll let you go first, and then we'll just see where this conversation goes. Oh, like, I, like, uh, do, it, does, it to, does it have to be a chain? Yeah, is not it chain necessarily. Restaurants or, well, you're not going to know what restaurant we've been talking about. Okay, well, let's let's stick with the chains then. Let's let's stick with known at least regional chains as a minimum. Popeyes. I don't like beef anymore. I'm off pork. Now, now uh, here, here's here's the question because uh, part of the Popeyes experience is that the service isn't great. So, is the service at the Popeyes in your home going to be any better? It probably still take a while. Um. So yes, you can say that it's still it's still not the best. But okay. it's. It's like it's not it's not it's not the best because uh, there's other people there. It's not the best because they just take a while. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I again, no, if I could have a uh, well, the the nice thing is that your home is you could walk downstairs and be like, hey, give me a three piece tender meal, and then you could go upstairs for twenty minutes and come back down, and then it'd be exactly. ready for you. So it's kind of harder to do in real life. Uh, bets or meal? Either one of you want to take this conversation over? I mean, I know mine if you want me to go. Go. Go right ahead. I, I think, and this isn't, it's not exactly fast food, but it's a chain. Uh, but I would probably roll with Buffalo Wild Wings. Not really for the food, but just because I think it'd be fun to just be have a billion TVs. Or I guess like a very small portion of that, like the bar area in my house. And a bar. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, these are all... I'll, uh, I, I can't, um, well, like, here's the thing, Dave, like think how you got two screens going. I could well, take my laptop I, to the I, bar, I cover the game and watch like, every other good game. Like I, 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 I like your thinking. I appreciate the outside of the box thinking, but I think this is more just about a food based situation. Yeah. Not about the atmosphere. Well, I'll eat the wings. They got cauliflower wings and like a billion sauces. Okay. Otherwise, it's going to be Taco Bell because that's the easiest <laughs> thing to pick. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I still I, I I saw a lot of chatter around this conversation because Kyle Long is like 100,000 followers on Twitter. So I have a direction to take this uh, to the next level, uh, another level deeper. But I'll, I'll let Betsy go first and then we'll we'll go there. Um, well, it's not a fat. It's it's OK. It's it, Panera. I would oh. say Panera. Um, because it's got the best, like, pastries you could, like, you get pastries, you get bread, and you get soup. Sandwiches, too, but, like, it's really the soup that you want, especially, like, the, the, um, broccoli cheddar soup. Um, but, like, it's the best mix of stuff you could have. Um, they can be made into more than one thing and more than one type of meal versus, like, this is just burgers or whatever, you know, kind of thing. 
Um, also, I, again, just I like their broccoli cheddar soup. I get the like ones you can get from the grocery store. Um, and it's not as good as it being made fresh, but at least it can chill in your refrigerator for a while. Okay. Hey, Dave, before you take this in another direction, I just want to say this made me think of the 90s movie Richie Rich with Macaulay Culkin, how he has a, <laughs> he has a McDonald's in his house and all his friends freak is. out. Yes. Oh, it is Macaulay Culkin. Yes, it is. I was thinking of Blank Check when you said that originally. Cause no, is that, uh, I, I got stories about that kid, too. Um, but, uh, <laughs> what? But, well, I'll tell you off there. But okay. um, but uh, they uh, seriously, I will. But uh, that movie, uh, I you guys might remember. But like, he has like it's the Iron Wolf from Six Flags at his house, um, and then a fucking McDonald's, and the kids are like, "What the hell?" You all freak out. Yes, yeah, I I remember what you're talking about. That made me uh, think of that. Yeah. All right. So I the, my answer is going to be Steak and Shake because I think this is kind of in line with what Betsy said about the versatility of it, and there, there's just also like. <sighs> Steak and Shake is the one place that I like. I, I haven't been there a long time because it used to be, uh, but like in the high school and early college days, it was like the only place you could go after ten o'clock before you were twenty-one. So that was like a, a staple of my younger years. And it's just it's a it's like similar motivation to Taco Bell. It's like late at night and you just want something to eat. That's and it's got a decent amount of options. And I feel like Steak and Shake is the perfect overlap for that. Um, so that's my. Initial thought, but then uh, somebody I, again, I'm forgetting who this person was, but somebody on Twitter pointed out that like they went with a very specific, uh, it was a very like off the wall thing because the idea was um, you would not like there's uh, like for like Popeyes, for example, for Shay, um, like you can get Popeyes if there's some in your, I assume there's at least some Popeyes in your vicinity. So the idea would be to get something that is not readily available in your immediate area. So that pretty much throws away like all of the major chains yes and major food options and then gets a little bit more you get a little bit more specific with your food ideas of course i'm getting a permani brothers <laughs> there you go portillo's is that what you said jay yep oh i fucked up i should have said denny's <laughs> you don't what? have any denny's near you they they tore it down those bastards kind of i don't know if i know enough restaurants not around like Cheney restaurants, not around the South. Cause when like, I go to, when I go to other cities, I try not to hit chain restaurants, even in like, like in LA, I obviously hit in and out, but like, I don't hit chain restaurants when I go so, to. Betsy, do you guys have Bojangles down there? We do. So yeah, like, see, I hear that's good, but also okay. we're getting a uh, Raising Cane's now too. And people freak Raising out Raising Cane's, that. yeah. Oh, see, live, like, Raising Cane's mom, absolutely rules. Of course, um, the city that I'm in with my mom is like 45 miles outside of Atlanta, but it's got two highways running through it and then one running beside it. So it has every fast food restaurant like in existence in the South, plus every major chain restaurant. Like I'll I- be honest, if I go back to eating meat, I feel like a lot of fast food chicken kind of sucks. Well, yeah. Actually, I usually think the chicken stuff is because I like really like I used to love like actual like deep fried chicken, not yeah. like uh, from a fast food place. But I've heard Bojangles is good. Um, Bojangles is good. I eat their their chicken biscuits. I we don't have In and Out by us. Yeah, see that's I think that would be it, my answer would have to be something like that, like a a regional chain that is not available in this area, like an In and Out, a Bojangles, a Zaxby's. Uh, to be honest, maybe Crystal, maybe, maybe a Whataburger. Ooh, yeah, Whataburger. to be honest, like these a hot, hot, there's a lot of hot takes <laughs> about these restaurants that people don't have locally, like In and Out, and they'll be like, "Oh, it's not that good." And it's like none of them are really that good. It's just better because you don't have it. Wait, I, which one absolutely. of you? Some of you guys had never had Five Guys, right? We there's, have Five Guys. Yeah, there's a bunch around here. Sure, well, whatever. sometimes there's only four guys. <laughs> Shut up, Mel. <laughs> And this economy, come on, five really? <laughs> you get a hell of a ton of French fries there. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and give you like a whole basket, like a bag full. Yeah, like it's literally like the whole like the here. whole carry out bit. It's yeah. yeah, it's 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 an unnecessary amount of French fries. Like I uh, I do not recommend ever looking up any sort of uh, nutritional information for what you get at Five Guys because it may make you never go there again. Please, I. One time I went to Betsy, I'm telling you. <laughs> with one of my good friends who, uh, because I played receiver, he was an offensive lineman and he's a big dude. 
like six five, very big. And we tried to see how many fries we could eat there. It was a bad idea. Oh my god, sounds awful. It was bad. We were young though. We were stupid. Yeah, happens. Yeah, and now and now and now we're just old and stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, we, we do write do, about the Hawks. When this podcast posts, we should like in the thing be like, "Hey, everybody, list your stuff," because I can do some research on places that are good um, and be like, "That's where I want to eat," even if I've never eaten there before. Yeah, I. I mean, yeah. Well, I. I think we could certainly solicit some more uh, suggestions of the the places where. You had friends coming to visit from out of town. You would say, "This is the place you need to go to while you're here." I, I you didn't like even go a... to any of the places that I suggested. Well, I only had thirty six hours, and I tried to go to one of them, and we had to wait <laughs> an hour and a half. Betsy, I'm sorry. I, I, uh... And also, Atlanta has such terrible public transit that, like, trying to get, to, I kept being like, "What is even holy, on holy the shit. line?" How did we no one say Waffle House yet? I want a Waffle House in my house complete with the staff that will fight customers who get out of hand because that video that went all over the internet a couple weeks ago. Then was, I'm going <laughs> to Dave, I'm going to come to your house and steal the coffee cups. Fine. Fine. Go ahead. See, I'm see, I'm not see what happens. See what happens if this, the employees catch you trying to steal from my waffle house in my basement. I, I feel like with some of the super regional places that aren't well known, like for me, there's a lot of places I love in Pittsburgh that are not for man, but they're actually like Pittsburgh spots that are not, like well known except if you live there but like you need like a tour guide or somebody to take you to them like for atlanta like if i went i, I would listen to betsy but i would also be like hey is there somebody here who could point this out to me because like i don't know you sometimes you don't get how good something is until you really get there yeah if that makes sense it's kind of hard to explain but like sometimes it's like yeah whatever and then you go eat somewhere like oh that was great i uh, i i uh i, I got nothing I'm I'm <laughs> okay. I'm gonna throw out one more. There used to be a place in the 300 level called Mexican Fiesta. That's what I would have in my house. Uh, Iron Works for me. That's a good. Call. The classic steak sandwich from Iron Works just outside. I think 308. That's what Dave, we should we should hit them up soon. It's probably dirt cheap. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, we got tickets for a uh, my for my mom for Christmas, and uh, we 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 sprung for like. The 300 level, but like the third or fourth row, and they were 40 bucks. And so you could you, probably go there just to eat. Yeah, exactly. Well, you could just buy like the last row on the upper deck and move down to the third row because no one's going to be sitting there. So, quite standing. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to check your ticket. Of course not. There's no one there. Pro tips for those listening. There you go. Uh, but I, I will say, like, on, on a positive note with everything, like, kind of in that vein, is uh, if there's ever a time if you had some friends who were kind of getting into hockey, uh, and you wanted to take them to a game in person, now's the time to do it because tickets are very cheap. Uh, maybe just pick a good opponent for them because uh, the the Hawks may not offer much entertainment value. But, uh, you know, we'll see what you got. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this edition of uh, Musings on Madison. Any final thoughts from the gang? Um, if I start eating meat again and I come to Shay's Popeyes, I hope they get my order right. <laughs> they will. Okay, thank you. I I, uh, I appreciate Shay's confidence in in. The I'm staff. in charge of hiring the staff for this restaurant. <laughs> oh, so uh, you're just gonna hire me then? No. <laughs> yeah, unless you unless you desperately need a job. Oh no, I'm good. Shay's like, you. I will help my friends in desperation, yes. <laughs> but not. <laughs> I might. You got to not, not when they have a steady paycheck and they don't need. A, a Popeye's job. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna have to get awfully specific I, about how deep that desperation is. I think, depending on how much champagne I drink tonight, I'll let you know by seven forty-eight in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> oh, work tomorrow. Wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know. Well, uh, hope. Well, uh, if we were listening to this while you're back at work after the uh, lengthy holiday weekend, hopefully we uh, gave you a few laughs and some entertainment along the way. Because uh, again, I think we're just trying to entertain ourselves as much as we're. <laughs> Uh, just trying to make it through the rest of the season. So uh, hopefully we uh, hopefully we accomplish that. And if not, we'll uh, we'll try better next week. Um, but thank you very much for listening to this episode of Musings on Madison. 
You can find Shepard on Twitter at Jehoshua's Witness. Mill is at Millman82. I'm at DML57. Uh, Betsy's not on Twitter, but you can find her at SecondCityHockey.com under the name LBR, which is also the place for all of our recaps and previews. We've had Catherine, our one of our new staff editions, doing World Juniors updates. Uh, Eric's been popping in with some uh, the usual work as well. Uh, we're going to start focusing more on some of those potential high draft picks that uh, – we were talking about earlier on the show. So a lot of stuff there for you to kill some time while you're at work for the next few months, because, uh, you know, the, the team on ice isn't going to be much to write about. So we'll find some other stuff to hopefully uh, keep everyone entertained and coming back to the website. And uh, speaking of that, we'll uh, come back next week and do this all again. And we'll talk to you then. See ya. <laughs>